1: Hey, thanks for joining us today. We've got a great show planned. Today we're going to be discussing it's not what you do, but why you do it. So stay with us and we'll be right back.
2: Hey everyone, Charlie here. Did you know Eva and I have a really cool e-commerce shopping site. It's shopcharlyva.com. Check it out. You'll find custom designs that might just make a statement about you. And some great gift items too. That's shopcharley.com. We're adding more designs every month, so be sure to keep checking back in. One last time, shopcharlieandeva.com.
0: And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com.
2: Hey, welcome everyone. Hello, Eva. How are you? I am well, Charles. How are you? I'm good. You know, kind of charged, right? We're talking about it's not what you do, it's why you do it.
1: I know, and it's... it's Easy to say, but not always easy to implement. Yeah. And so I'm kind of excited to talk about it today because we've been listening to a few things, and it doesn't mean that we necessarily have all the answers, but we wanted to share what we
2: learned. Right, and it's 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 what's needed, right? We need to focus on why we do stuff and not just blindly go through the motions of doing stuff, even if we're really good at it. Right,
1: and I know myself that in my old corporate days a lot of times you could get very much into just doing what everybody tells you to do and you stop focusing on why you're doing what everybody tells you to do and why you're there and why you're showing up every day.
2: Right. So we'll, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what is, what do we mean by the why? Right. right. Uh, we'll talk also about what gets in the way preventing us from finding our why. Um, and also how do we find it? Right. So, um, we ask that you guys stay with us till the end because um, each segment is going to bring value, right? So if we're defining the why, we have a couple of examples, okay? Um, you know, personally, for me, it's what do I do? Well, I give seminars, workshops. Good for you. Why do you do it, right? I do it because... Uh, I'm trying to build great teams because great teams help organizations. Um, I don't believe in team of rivals. I believe in team of teammates. Um, And I believe that uh, great teams inspire each other. Um, That's why I do my seminars and that's why I do my workshops. Work is hard enough. Um, Whenever we have the opportunity for leverage, um, we have a better chance of being successful and teamwork, I believe, is the best work. So there's a big difference when we talk about why versus while I do workshops and seminars.
1: Well, and the why is the inspiration piece. So to give an example of when I used to work in software consulting, one of the things I used to say was, our software isn't any big deal. It's, it was a, um, a small application that basically did some maintenance work. But what it did was it made people's jobs easier. So I always said my job was to make my clients' life easier. Right. Right. It wasn't about the software. It was about making their life easier. And so it's the same with my clients now. My my job now is not so much about coaching or teaching how to how – to, teaching someone how to be a great public speaker if I could get it out myself. Um, But it's about getting them comfortable, about letting themselves out, about finding who they are, about making their life easier on a day-to-day basis.
2: And it takes hard work. You have to get in there. You have to be honest. You have to self-assess, right? Um, You have to apply all your skills to really hone in on why you want to do what you do. Well, and one of
1: the things that... Sort of came to the forefront when we were watching some YouTubes and what we had always thought about was when I first started in my, my, um, career. That
2: was, you worked on Y1K. Y1K, yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> when I first started in my career, you used to have people that could be kind of inspirational in their leadership roles. I mean, they would come through, they would talk to you, they would get excited about what you were doing, they would ask you about your family. So it seemed like it was kind of a small thing, but it had, a real team feel to it. You know, we were all in it together. We were all trying to make something happen together and we started kind of moving away from it as we went more into shareholder value and away from employee value.
2: Yeah.
1: And we started getting away from building those great teams and from inspiring. So you hear people and leaders, talk a lot about inspiring, but few truly inspire because when you talk to people about work, they don't feel inspired. They're not excited about coming into work. And that's why we want to talk about getting back to why we do what we do, because if you're not finding the inspiration from leadership, then it's time for you to look internal and inspire yourself. Then you are the leader then you are the leader. So, uh, and that's what we have always said, because it's true. You are the leader. You lead yourself. You lead yourself through your career. And that's always been the way it was. It was always about leading yourself through your career. But um, now more so than ever, because you don't have the job where you're sitting in an organization for 25, 30, 40 years, and then you retire with your nice gold watch. And that really was only for men. But um yeah. Right. I mean, that was really, that's who really ever got that. I why, mean, it was every now and then there was a
2: woman that got it. Why do you need to know the time? <laughs> um, Does anyone really know what time it is? But again, we digress. So uh, I have a couple more <laughs> examples, but I want right. to, you know, you what you talked about earlier, I just want to harp on. Okay. So um, working in a big corporation around on 9-11, which was tragic, um, the senior director guy who everyone kind of trashed, you know mm-hmm. he's clueless and blah blah blah. On 9:12, when we were back at city, oh, back at work, right? <laughs> um, he came by to everybody. He put his hand on my shoulder and he said, "Are you okay to be here today? Mm-hmm. Do you need that's big a way home? Do you need transportation home? I mean, so when he left. You know what? I wanted to do a better job. I know it sounds weak, but I really did. You know, I wanted right. to show him that I was grateful. But so I agree with you. Um If they can be a little um passionate about the people that they work with, that would be great in leadership. But I want to give a couple other examples, right? Mm-hmm. Defining our why. So last week I was at the airport and it was after midnight. And the rental car company ran out of cars, and there was a row of maybe ten rental car companies at the counter. And um, this one company ran out of cars, and everybody was angry. And the people behind the counter were angry too. You know, they don't want to listen to this. It's after midnight. I don't need this. You know, I'm trying to get you a car. There's no cars. I don't know what to tell you. Um, now, that's what they do. They assign people cars with the paperwork, with the application, right? Right. If he dug deep and learned what his why was for himself, and mm-hmm. let's, you know, if his why was, I get people, I get people, I get families into cars and I get them home safely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if his why was that, when he was running low, on cars, and he sees the people, he sees the the children, he would maybe come up with a plan, go back to his uh, leader maybe the next day or during their meetings and say, you know what, when we run out of cars, it's terrible. We need a contingency plan. The, uh, the other night, we were the only company that ran out of cars. Right. We could have borrowed from the other companies, we could have got these people home. He what, There was no Why? There was no purpose for what they were doing there. They were just clicking away.
1: Well, and I see what you're getting at, right? So if everybody was feeling that their why is that we get, we get you home safely, right? That's the why. That's why we're in business. We get you home safely. Then everything that you do revolves around the customer. And working for the customer and making sure that the customer gets home safely, regardless of how you get that done. Right. 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 So and what happens is, is that you as the customer feels that caring. And that was the difference. And that's what, you know, when I was working as a consultant, one of the things that they always talked about is that we feel how you guys care about us. And that makes such a huge difference because why? Yeah, it makes the customer feel better. It also makes you feel better. That's why it's important to find that why as to why you do things that's beyond just I go here to get a paycheck or we're going to hit this number this year. It's because you feel better
2: yeah. when you know the why. Yeah. You feel better. It's um it's missing. Um and just another example. <laughs> We've been doing this program for, what, six, seven years now? Right. And people ask us over and over and over again, are you making money? Are you making money? And, you know, I mean, we're sharing a little bit of information here, but but that's not why we do the program. No, it's not why we do the program. We wouldn't be doing it for seven years if we we're doing it to make money because we would have lost everything already <laughs> right we would have been we would have been doing something else so what is our why and uh, you know programs like this today segment even inspires us it keeps the bar high on us it reminds us of what our why is and our why for this show is to bring creativity bring entrepreneurs authors future visionaries to the, to the listeners. So maybe they see a different way to do things. They see new innovative ways to move forward. You know, it's to try to make a difference, right? Well, that's why we do this.
1: Right. To inspire our listeners to try something different, to try something new. Here are some things that you might not have ever thought of. Listen to this expert in this field that's done it before you. And see if this resonates with you and see if this is something that you want to try.
2: Yeah, so my point here is, and thank you for, you know, summarizing that, um, is we're not, it's not because we're successful as much as we're living our why here. And it's enjoyable for us. And we're doing something that we believe is good. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's why we do it.
1: Well, and that's why we are trying to inspire you to start looking at your why, because so many times we get away from it. We get into the day-to-day, we get into the heads down, we're not looking up, we're not looking around, we're not seeing what we can do differently, and we're not really focusing it on why we do what we do, because it may not be that you're going to be doing this in your organization forever. So... You may be moving somewhere else, so that's why it's so imperative now more than ever that you understand why you do what you do.
2: Right, and it's not easy, right? Uh, many things get in the way, which we're going to talk about in our next segment. But it's very important that we have accountability in ourselves to understand our why, whether it's you know at work, especially. Uh, We need to know why we're there, why we're doing what we do. What difference is it that we're trying to make, right? Um, Okay, so those are some examples, right? Um, It's not easy. And when we come back, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, what gets in the way preventing all of this, right? Right. So excellent segment. Thank you, guys. Stay with us. Uh, We will be right back.
0: Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone.
1: Thanks for staying with us everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and today we are discussing it's not what you do but why you do it. And we want to talk about what gets in the way of figuring out your why because you hear about it a lot i'm sure that if you go to a management meeting or a leadership meeting or you read a leadership book they talk about your why and why is always important to know why you do what you do but so many times it feels like some, you know a lot of things get in the way and one of the things that i think one of the big things that gets in the way of why we do what we do and really starting to look at that is that there's a lack of trust there's a lack of trust with leadership there's a lack of trust with coworkers we say well you know, I wouldn't be doing this if I, if it wasn't for the paycheck. You know, I get a lot of good money doing this. And so that's why I'm here. That's not a good why. That's not a good reason to get up in the morning and go to work. And you say, well, but you know, no one I work with is any good. I don't, I don't trust my manager. They throw me under the bus. I don't trust my coworkers. There's a lot of different reasons. And one of the ways that you can start tackling a lack of trust is to be trustworthy yourself. And a lot of times what I've heard is people will say, well, I can't trust the people around me. And to that, I will say, can the people around you trust you?
2: Yeah, it's that it, you become part of the hypocrisy.
1: <laughs> right, because you'll act like, well, I'm just doing it to watch my own back. And I understand watching your own back, but it is also important that people know that when they're around you, they can trust you and don't ever think that that's a weak strategy. It is not. And I've seen it work. I've done it myself. When I made sure that I was trustworthy with the people I worked with, they always had my back. And these would be people that others would have said, oh, they'll throw you under the bus. Yeah. No, they won't. I mean, sometimes they will. I'm not going to say that that never happens. But if you yourself can stay in that trustworthy place, you will see
2: great things come about. Well, for me, that's where I... I want to build great teams so if, if the team is in lockstep then you know it's almost like you have a fortress in there right um, a lot of people misunderstand trust um, some people say what do you mean i don't lie you can trust me it's not about that right you need to be trusted to be authentic <laughs> right so uh, if there's an issue you will share it you know if there's an opinion you will offer it um, if you see someone struggling, you will help them. will help them. Even if
1: you see them, you know, going under in a meeting, you can jump in and help sometimes. It's not to be condescending. It's to be, you see somebody struggling, jump
2: in and help in a helpful way. So the other thing too is, um, and I agree, trust is big. That gets in the way. But we never really worked or trained to nurture our why. no we work and train and nurture our skill sets right Mm -hmm. but never our why and we get detached from it over time right
1: we do and and i think what happens too is that there's so much information out there and we see so many different people and you know we get caught up in it ourselves with all the experts that are out there and people are really good at what they do but there is also a lot of disinformation out there. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of bad information out there. So how do you start to clarify what it is that you do with all these different, all these different ways of doing things coming at you? You know, how do you decide which is the path that you want to take?
2: Yes. So when you say, um, there's good information and bad information out there, that's basically specific to each person. Because right. What's good for me may not be good for you. Um, uh, but what might get in the way is I might listen to what is good for you and miss because I don't really I never really put that ownership on me to search what's good for me. Right,
1: right. And sometimes we get too caught up in trying to have everything look perfect. I mean, this is one of the things with social media. I've always said that social media was created by antisocial people. (laughs) So it's not truly social. It's just a filter on the social. So it's showing you in the best light possible. And it's showing all the other people around you in the best light possible. So that's really not the best place to get your information. So what you may get there is an idea of where to get some information, but you always want to dig a little deeper. And it's always coming from the place of how does this feel? How does this make me feel? at a gut level, does this feel good to me on a gut level or does it feel bad to me on a gut level? And always kind of going with yourself and how you feel. And we're going to talk more about that in segment three and four as to how to find your why. But I mean, that's one of the things that can get in the way, like letting in too many people's opinions get at you.
2: Or just going with the flow of too many opinions. Right. And not even realizing, you know, the, the most disrespectful, um, way i found in the last i don't know 20 30 years of disrespecting the why is with enron and i bring it up all the time because it was in their logo it was why ask why and it meant basically why ask why when everything is possible just do it right and it was such a blatant disrespect of purposeful why and you know, at the end of the day, there's no more Enron. Well, they did have a why
1: and they had a very clear why. And the why was make money by any means possible. Mm. And so the why was never about inspiration or integrity or about helping customers. It was never about that. It was about making money by any means possible. So the why was very clear. It just wasn't a why that sat in integrity
2: if and and I think we'll both agree that in that entire company there was many, 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 many great people, right many good smart guys, people smart, uh, energetic believers that they were doing something, if one person, just one, could have stood up and said why if should have said you know instead of saying why ask why ask why.
1: Well, one person did, and that's how it all went under.
2: so there you go. (laughs) She did.
1: I mean, she started coming forward and saying, hang on a second, this doesn't seem like this is right, what we're doing. Yeah. And they started questioning, and that's when it all started falling apart. So
2: basically there's there's accountability there, and there's a price that may have to be paid, right? Right.
1: So you have to be careful as to – that's another reason as to why to have clarity of why, because – The why could be something that you don't believe in as an organization. You know, so the the why there was very, very clear. It was about truly making money and making money for leadership at the cost of everything. It was not about inspiration. It was not about clients. It was not about customer service. It could have been smoked
2: to make it appear like it was. Well,
1: they did smoke it. They did smoke it. But the true why was always about making money by any means possible. Everybody bought into it, including the auditors.
2: Yeah, including the auditors. So your point is be leery of uh, a culture leading with why. Make sure it's the true why.
1: Right. That's why it's important to understand where you belong in an organization and what you want from the organization and what you want from your career and why you're there. Right. It's so important to get to get grounded in what it is you want for your life and your career, because it's easy to get caught up in making money. It's easy to get caught up in moving up the corporate ladder. It's easy to get caught up in putting on the big corporate game face and moving forward. I always equate it. And and this is a (laughs) this is a down and dirty example. But I always equated it to the infield of the Indianapolis 500. Years and years ago, I used to work for Borg Warner, who gives out the trophy at the 500. And the infield was notorious for bad behavior. And one time we got caught in the infield as we were walking through the park, because it's, you know, the lines aren't really that clear. And we started getting surrounded by a group that started shouting at us. And they were not shouting nice things. And what you realize is that Any individual guy on their own would probably not have done that on their own. But as a group, they were hidden within the group, and it made it easier to behave badly. And corporate's no different. Organizations are no different. You can easily hide and get caught up in that stream of bad behavior thinking you're doing the right thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, You know, that's cool. I I
1: agree with that. Um, so that's, that's, I always use that as my example because it always comes back to me because each individual guy for the most part probably was an okay guy, but getting caught up in that moment with too much alcohol and too much craziness and somebody, you know, jumped up and started leading, they all got into it. And I'm sure that later a good chunk of them were very embarrassed by what they did. And it's the same thing here. You can get caught up in, bonus and salary and prestige and platinum cards and all of that. And it's not a bad thing if you're an in integrity, it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, having money is not a bad thing. It's not an evil, but only working towards that without caring for anything else is not good. Yeah. And that's when things start to crumble. You know, you
2: got to wonder when these um, visionaries uh, get together And try to change a policy or promote a product. Do they say, what's the why factor? You know, what's the why factor to our employees? Are they going to understand and accept the why?
1: Well, they started getting away from it when they started moving towards shareholder value only. And that's when you saw all these four higher CEOs coming in and just ripping apart organizations to change the balance sheet to hit the bottom line.
2: So that's the only
1: why, why we do it, shareholder value. Yeah, and they'll come up with a mission statement. Oh, yeah, we have this, that, and the other. But everybody in the organization knows that it's baloney. And that's why it's so important to have your own why and to be clear on your own why because you will get caught up in it and then you can't turn around and blame others for it. You have to get very firm and very grounded in who you are and what you bring to the table. And, and it's easy to let go of that.
2: It's funny, right? As, as pie in the sky or idealistic or as simple as that sounds, man, does it take enormous courage, right? I mean, it takes huge
1: courage. Yeah.
2: To be able to hold your ground for what you believe.
1: Yeah, but what happens is, is you see it all the time, right? You see people that that get swept up in it, and yeah, they might have some cash, but they're also like drinking like fish, or they're addicted, or their marriages are imploding, or their kids hate them. I mean, you see it all the time. I mean, it it happens all the time, and it's getting worse. the The faster things are moving now because of Social media, because, of, you know, computers, you don't want to sound old. But, you know, I mean, technology now, things move fast and everything is moving fast. And everybody's putting a happy face on stuff and people are miserable. You see it.
2: So even to those guys, yeah, they're maybe going 90 miles an hour. Maybe they're making tons of money. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not taking good care of themselves, you mm-hmm. know, with um, maybe alcohol or whatever, smoking. Staying up late, working hard or whatever. They're not as close as they should be with other things. So they need to have their why moment, right? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? Right. What am I getting at here? Am I, is this the Enron model for me? make money for at all costs, whatever, is that the person I want to be?
1: So, and well, let me say this, right? So let's say your why, and this is just in my mind. So let's say your why is I want to make money at all costs. I want a ton of money. What's the end game? What's the end game? So let's say you want to make a ton of money and maybe like, you know, 5 million in the bank is your end game. You should think about that because then you do everything you can to hit that number and then bolt. Mm-hmm. Right. Then bolt.
2: I mean, idealistically, I always like it to be for something good for the benefit of mankind.
1: Right. But that's you. I mean, that's your Myers-Briggs ENFP side, which I am that too. But that's not everybody. Right. So let's say, you know, your thing is you want to make a lot of cash and you want to get out. Well, make sure that you have an end game so that you know when to get out, because otherwise you're just going to keep going. You don't have your why down. Your why is to make money. But is it an unlimited amount of money that never ends? Yeah. Right. Right. So, so what is it? Figure it out, and that, you know, that will that can be a game changer right there too. That will even change your attitude because maybe you'll look around and say, you know what, I got enough. I gotta go.
2: Yeah. Right. It it takes skill, intelligence. You have to know yourself. You got to be honest with well, yourself. Well, if you're
1: to that point where you're making that kind of money, you've got intelligence, right? So it's about turning that inward and looking a little bit and just seeing what it is that you want. Yes. Okay, so. Let's keep going. So we're going to go ahead and take our second break. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com.
2: All right, guys. Um, we are back. Segment three, Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And today we're talking about finding your why. It's not what you do. It's why you do it. You know, we heard some examples of finding your why we talked about what gets in the way which kind of turns out to be everything
1: <laughs> yeah everything does get in it's really hard to be yourself
2: yeah yeah.
1: if yourself is not something that's considered the ideal
2: so when we talk about oh how do we get there how do I lay you know when they say what do you google at 2 in the morning Mm-hmm. When my head hits the pillow at 2 in the morning, where's my why? How do I communicate to myself to focus on my why? And, um you know, one thing I know for sure is I have to clear away a lot of the clutter so mm-hmm. that I can at least have a chance at thinking about it. Right. Right.
1: You know, we were talking about creating the swim lane to gain clarity.
2: Yeah, we need a why swim lane. We
1: need a why swim lane. Mm -hmm. So you need your little lap pool with your swim lane that you've cleared out to get your why, to get clarity. And it's always about going internal. And nobody wants to hear it, especially when they're going 90 miles an hour. And I know myself, it's like, well, I can't get up any earlier. I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, years ago, before people were even doing any of this, like, what's your why? I used to just think about why am I doing this? Why why am I doing it? Just ask yourself that question and maybe write down the answer. I don't recall ever writing it down, but I just had in my head why I did it. Because what can you come up with a why that makes you happy about getting up
2: in the morning? Yeah, um, I remember a few years back, one of the CEOs in my prior life, he said something in one of his meetings that I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was talking beep, 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 and then he said, you know, did any of us make anything better today? Mm. You know, did we make something better? And when you apply it to the context of his, of his message, it was, you know, my specific area, my project, my team, my tasks, did I make anything better? Did I make something easier to do for my teammates? Did I help? deliver something um and i i thought that was really cool so when i try to find my why i know two things i know i have to clear away the clutter Mm -hmm. okay which you're talking about and i know i need a starting point right where do i begin so i always try to begin with uh, what can i make better right whether it's you know helping someone get a car rental, you know, how would I help make that better? I try to take a, a use case and try to see what I can do to make something better. This way it becomes part of my DNA. Um, you know, so finding my why, I you know, I start with trying to clear away the clutter, which is not easy. And I try and then go from starting with what can I make better? Right. And how can you make yourself feel better, just a little bit
1: better every day? You know, so many times, and I mentioned this earlier, just making someone else feel better makes us feel better. So sometimes we can't figure out, you know, especially if you're feeling kind of depressed or bummed out or stressed out, it can be really difficult to focus on yourself and say, well, what would make me feel better? And so what you can do is you can turn that around and say, what would make you know, one of my co-workers days. Better. Oh, you would say, what would make Charlie feel better? <laughs> On occasion. <laughs> and yeah, so what would make Charlie feel better today? Or what would make a co-worker feel better today? Or what would make a client feel better today? So what can I do to help someone else feel better? If, If you're so down about yourself, you can turn it to see what you can do to so help
2: someone else. I like that strategy because there's no reason for me. To sit there like a deer in the headlights, not knowing where to begin. hmm Just focus it on someone else. Just focus on How someone else. How can I help this person? Uh, and I you know, I go back, I one of my toxic projects, there was this one guy that used to before he left the office, could be nine, ten at night because we were working late. He would say, Okay, I'm leaving guys in ten minutes, anybody need any help before I go? I was like, You gotta be kidding me. We're dying to get out of here and he's Looking to help people? Mm -hmm. What kind of character? I've never seen that in a person, you know. So helping others is a great thing, and it does go a long way. So as a strategy maybe, until a strategy develops of my own, I can try to help others. Right. In the workplace. Right. Right.
1: Or around you. So well, if you're well, an entrepreneur, then help another entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, people you're always meeting, we're always meeting other entrepreneurs. How can I help someone else achieve what they want to achieve? And then that starts moving you in a different direction because otherwise you get so heads down in your own stuff, you miss all the help that you can give
2: so, someone else. So, no, I, I think that's really cool um, because I was going to say, unless you do something to find your why, you're not going to find it. It's not going to come in, knock on your heads, out. here's my why, Here, here I am. You know, so. Well, every day you're going to be going to work regardless,
1: right? Every day you're going to be going in there. So think about it in a different way. Don't think about it as tasks. Think about it as an end game. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Do I want to be doing this in five years? If I don't, what pieces of what I'm doing do I really enjoy and why do I enjoy doing them? So it always takes going internal. You know, and I, I've done this myself and a lot of people I know do it. There's so much information out there. You can download so many courses, so many ebooks. Now with Kindle, it's craziness. Like nobody has to know your book addiction because you can mm-hmm. have 10 books open at any one time, right? Um, you're all, we're always looking for the answers answers externally. And my guess is at this point, you've already had a lot of external input. And so it's time to go internal. And sometimes you can look for a guide, but for the most part, you first, even before you get the guide, what do you want in the guide? You know, why hire him? What do you want? What is it that you want from this person? It can't be pie in the sky because you won't get the right person. I think it talks
2: speaks to what you were talking about earlier with Um, in today's world with social media being so instant, right, we lose sight of the effort that's involved or the time or the work involved around getting something done. And you just want it changed.
1: Yeah, we were listening to Simon Sinek. And one of the things that I really liked what he had to say was he said, they always said they're saying that young people are entitled. And he said, what I've What I've seen is that young people are impatient. And I see that not only in young people, though. I see that in everybody now. Everybody's become very impatient with how instant everything is. So you get on Amazon, you can have it the next day. If you're in New York, depending on what time you order, you could have a book the same day.
2: That's incredible. It's
1: unbelievable, right? I mean, it's almost like you can just put your hand into your laptop and pull a book out. And I'm not talking a Kindle book. I'm talking a hardcover book, right? Yeah. Um so everything is so instant. So we forget that yeah, change can happen in an instant. You you hear a lot of gurus talking about change can happen in an instant. I don't believe that change happens in an instant. I think that you're gearing yourself up for the change and then suddenly somebody says something and then it happens like whoa, like suddenly you get this clarity. And then you can change in an instant with the understanding that that change has been coming for a long time because you've been looking for it.
2: Otherwise it wouldn't have made it. Is the impact. It wouldn't have connected yeah. so, so quickly. Um, so you had a swim lane and maybe didn't know it.
1: Yeah, you didn't know it. You were searching and then something, somebody said something or you stumbled upon something or something happened and suddenly, boom, you know, change has happened. Um, sometimes change gets, you know, foisted upon us. Um, something happens, something terrible happens. We lose our job and some, and we have to start looking for clarity. But in those instances, you know, the clarity doesn't come right away. You know, it takes a while. It takes some grieving and then it takes some soul searching and then moving forward. And you'll hear it all the time. I lost my job and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I was miserable. Yeah, you were miserable. That's why you lost your job most of the time. I mean, sometimes cuts happen because they happen. They get rid of whole departments. But if you're somebody that's very clear on your why and really love what you do and love your organization and love your clients, there's a good chance that they will find a spot for you.
2: So finding your why doesn't always, this is a question, Mm -hmm. (laughs) have to be, push, push, push to improve, to improve, to improve. No, it's actually a pullback. Finding, so I could be saying, well, I don't really need anything else at work. I, you know, it's not that important to me. I'm getting my job done. I'm going home. I'm happy at home. Maybe that's the why, right? Right, is that this job affords me to go home and live the life that I want to live. So it's a means to an end. That's my end game. So even for those people... They don't want to be intimidated by everybody else's why's going ninety miles an hour. They they need to hold the line on their own.
1: Right, right, and that's why getting clear on what what it is that you do and why you do it is so important because it's really essential to your own happiness.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was I was in that car rental fiasco, and I'm saying, you know, there's no reason for this. There's help here. there's cars available for everyone if everyone would pull together
1: <laughs> right and calm down and not not blame, yeah, right. I mean that's the biggest thing is we want to blame everyone else, but we really need to look internally yeah yeah so and and also understanding that how key
2: the patient how key patience is. That's a tough one, what to your point of social media, everything is instant.. Mm-hmm. How do you have patience?
1: Well, the thing is is that you know you'll open up a blog post and it'll say you know five five ways to mental clarity fifty it,
2: ways to leave a lover
1: <laughs> that actually was good that <laughs> there was a lot of good there was a lot of good points in there, and um well, we could talk about how paul Simon actually you
2: just drop off the key, Lee,
1: yeah, and um. That was from Carrie Fisher said. He was trying to figure out, I think, how to leave her. Uh, and she said, oh, come on, there's got to be at least 50 ways. And that's hysterical. Right? <laughs> so it's the same with this. There's got to be at least 50 ways. You have, to, you have to open up your mind to the creativity. And you can't open up your mind when
2: you're going 50 miles an hour. Or if you're so uh, wound and I don't want to say angry, but anxious all the time. It's almost impossible to to stay grounded so that you can make those decisions.
1: Right. So we'll talk about that in the final segment. We'll talk about different ways that you can gain some clarity and get calm and really start looking at why it is you do what you do. But I think maybe it's time to take our last break.
2: Excellent. So uh, great show so far. We have one more segment. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com.
1: Well, thanks for staying with us. It's Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, as you know. And it's not what you do, it's why you do it. And so we are wrapping
2: up today's show. I thought it was going to be clear, cut, simple, and dry. Do this, 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 and this, and the sky will turn blue.
1: Well, it is that easy but you got to do it right so the first thing you have to do is you have to calm the f down
2: (laughs) right that's a challenge
0: and
1: that's a challenge it's 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 a real challenge when you start getting up in the morning and you're hitting the ground running you can't you don't even know what pants you're going to wear let alone what my why is screw you screw your why i can't find
2: my shirt that i have to wear today
1: and i've got nothing to wear
2: i i just want to go one step before that yeah And say, you know, the first step before I calm the F down is understanding the importance of why and that it, you know, it's the secret of Nim when you get it. It is. Um, And then I can go about trying to find it.
1: Well, it makes such a difference. When you start looking at why and understanding what your why is, it makes such a difference. Um, It makes such a difference in how you just... Do your job day to day. And when I was really working on my why and finding out my why, I mean, I didn't do it. It wasn't a purposeful thing. It just kind of came about. And I really, really liked going to work even when
2: stuff would go south sometimes,
1: you know, even when people were annoying, even when clients were crazy.
2: So you weren't really going through your day hoping to get out of there alive. You were going through your day because you felt... It was purposeful and you were accomplishing something good, bad, or whatever happens.
1: Right. I was still feeling like I was really working towards a goal. And then when I would fall into a team, because, you know, as consultants, you would work with a lot of teams. When I would fall into a team that was trustworthy, where we all trusted each other, wow, it was the best. It was like being in the zone. It was crazy. I mean, people would comment on the amount of work we were getting done, how efficient we were, what we were doing they loved working with us we want you to come back for another project because we want you here people like working with you it yeah. makes a huge difference and it's the same when we're working like when we're working one on one and client with clients or in workshops it's the same thing you get that buzz going you get that it's a join up it's like when people do you know they go for this equine training right where you join up with a horse try joining up with a person
2: yep right? great teams I mean, move mountains yeah um
1: So are you saying? And then I'm not trashing equine training because I think it's great,
2: but it's a join up. Are you? So it's a way to communicate. Is that what that point Mm -hmm. is? Um, Is it um, finding finding your why? Is it easier to find your why if you're nice, or that's not really on the table?
1: No, you can find your why if you're a bad guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or the, everybody's got a why. You know, um, introverted, extroverted makes no difference. Mm-mm.
1: No, it makes no difference. And it makes no difference if you're a good guy or a bad guy. It's always about finding your why. I mean, bad guys have their own whys, right? It's not good for the people around them. The people Maybe around that's them weird. should. That's why if you are working for a bad guy or in a team with a bad guy and you find your own why, you will find a way to get out of there.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe right? that's where the term wise guy Came from. No, this is a different thing. Uh-uh. We're, <laughs> you're off track again. Get back on the track. Get back on our track here. <laughs> um, so for me, right? Yeah. Um. Understanding my why gives me hope. Yes. Right. It makes me feel important. Right. You know, because I'm doing something that I understand that I want to do for th- for this reason. You know, I want to help teams deliver. Or I want to make sure every customer that walks in that door is going to leave with a safe car to get them home.
1: Right. Right. And it's a simple thing. It's not complicated. The why is not complicated. It's not complicated.
2: In order for me to do that, I have to really understand what I do, what I like, so that I have to find it. I have to find my why. I have to clear away the cobwebs. Well, let me give you a more
1: solid tool around that. Okay, so because when you just say I have to clear the cobwebs and what does that mean exactly? i got a thousand things on my plates. I've got a thousand emails in my inbox. What do I got to do here? Right. So one of the things you have to do is. Let's say you've got a crazy busy job. The first thing that you need to do is start listing. And just this is like, you know, write it down on a piece of paper if you need to. But just look through your day. What is it in my day that I like? Where do I find satisfaction in my day? You know, it may be when you get home, but first start looking at what is it in my day that I like? What do I really like? How can I get more of that in my day? That was something that Daniel Pink did a long time ago about what, what is it that you like in your day and how can you get more of that in your day? Okay. So I agree
2: with that. I again, though, I will take it one step in front and say, first I have to walk myself through my day end to end to really lay out what I do. So that Well, I'm I
1: can, saying don't even walk it through your head. Just go through your day. And see what I like. Yeah. While you're in your day,
2: don't walk it in your head. Just, just walk through when okay, you're so, in your day. What did I like? Oh, during the day. Yeah. Um, and there has to be some intelligence to that, right? In other words, I can't say everything or nothing.
1: No, you go through and you get very specific. It's yeah. important with everything that you do. It's really, spe- it's really important to be specific and look at what pieces of that when you start seeing what you like and what you don't like and getting very, very specific and very, very clear. Then you look at what do I have control of? You know, we always, we always think we don't have control of things, but we have control of our thoughts and how we think of things. So, Some people will look at, you know, a thousand emails and say, oh, my word, I'm never going to get through this. You know, this is just this blows. I'm not going to be able to handle this. And other people will look at it as like, let's see, you know, how fast I can get through these emails. Right. It's always about attitude. And you can always change your attitude about things, even if your attitude is. And this was mine toward the end of one of my careers was that I'm going to be out of here soon. You know, I'm figuring out a way. I love I love the people I work with. I like my job. I'm grateful for what I had, but I'm on to
2: another role now. I'm on to another path. You know, when you talk about that, right? Mm -hmm. And you say, as you're walking yourself through your day, as you're walking through your day, trying to figure out what you like and dislike, Mm -hmm. and then what do you have control of? I think that that is something we all miss. We think we have zero control. I agree. And Uh, if we put it on the radar like that, we're going to realize that we have control of everything. Oh, yeah, you absolutely do. You know? Yeah. You know, one of the things is when
1: I work with clients with anxiety and nerves and...
2: um, Oh, I thought you were going to say nerds. nerds. No, that's you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So when I work with, you know, people with anxiety, one of the things is, is that I always say to them, you know, you can get up and walk out. You know, you can leave. And they a lot of times have never really thought of that, that, you know, you go somewhere. If you don't like it, leave and you don't have to be rude. You don't have to be a jerk, but you can get up and leave. Or even sometimes in a meeting, you can get up and leave a meeting. I mean, it's not going to bolster your career, but there are times that if things are too much, you can get up and go.
2: Or it might, if someone says, what are you doing? And says, you know, I'm sorry, it was it was just getting out of hand.
1: Right. You know, there were plenty of times. That I would go in the bathroom and start doing some EFT or some other tapping work just to have a moment of, you know, calming down and getting some clarity and saying, you know what? You know, as somebody I used to work with in accounting said, you know, we don't have anybody on the table. This isn't life or death. It's numbers. Yeah. But get a hold of yourself. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, there are people that are in these kind of situations and it is really stressful. But in other organizations, It's not life and death. Calm down, right? Calm down and just start understanding that, you know, you have control over your emotions.
2: Yep. So I'm learning about control, learning about um, what I like and dislike. So in effect here, I'm creating my own little swim lane.
1: Absolutely. You can always create your own swim lane, always. And it's always important to stay in integrity yourself. One of the things, you know, when I started, um, dipping into a lot of different new age workshops and groups and, and, you know, taking some trainings was that you would have people say, and then Carolyn Mays actually talked about this one time, people come in and they go, you know, now that I've been doing all this new age spirituality work, you know, and I'm very, very attuned to my vibration, I can't handle when I'm in a room where the vibration is off. I can't handle it. I can just feel, I can feel an off vibration and I just really can't deal with it. And one of the things that Carolyn May said, which I absolutely loved was, don't worry about anybody else's vibration. What vibe are you bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. You can shift the vibe. You can shift the vibration. And it's absolutely true. What vibe are you bringing to the table? Don't worry that everybody
2: else has to be in your groove. What groove are you bringing? And you have control over it. You talk about then you want to see what you can control and not control. When you look at it like that, I can control the vibe in the room.
1: Yeah, you can control the vibe in the room. You've seen it, right? I mean, we've seen it. You go into a workshop, you go into a meeting, you know, you've got somebody that's like, a great attitude, happy to be there, excited about what they're doing, you feel it. Mm -hmm. You feel it. It shifts everything. It shifts everything. People get excited to be there. So you can be that person. Even if you're introverted and don't like being in front of the room, if you sit there in a peaceful, calm place and get yourself peaceful and calm, it's you can shift it. You know, and some of the, if, if anybody's looking for tools or any resources, you can also look at, um, like Michael Singer, The Untethered Soul. It's a great book. He became a bazillionaire and all he wanted to do was meditate.
2: And of course, we love Simon.
1: And Simon Sinek on YouTube. He's terrific yep. talking about leadership. I mean, there's a lot of different things out there. But at the end of the day, don't get caught up in someone else's methodology. Make sure that you, just focus on yourself and looking at you and calming yourself down and seeing what it is that you bring to the table
2: and what you, on a deep level, like or dislike. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'll just um, end with um, not a team of rivals, but a team of teammates.
1: Well, when you're the teammate you will have the teammates Mm. be a teammate first, right? Change the vibe. If you're feeling down and you don't know how to get yourself up, help somebody else that's feeling down, help them, right? Reach out, give someone else what you're looking for. Excellent. And it will make a huge difference.
2: Yep. Uh, Find your why.
1: Find your why. So again, everyone, thanks for joining. This is corporate talk with Charlie and Eva. You can always hear the replays on TalkZone.com, and we will be talking to you soon. Take care. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Special thanks to our producer, Dave Olson, and the TalkZone family. All our replays are available at TalkZone.com or in the iTunes store. Also, be sure to download the free TalkZone app so you can listen to our show at any time. Your suggestions and comments are always welcome. Please email us at info at com.